Everything is awesome. All right. Everything is cool and you want amazing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Lonely Island, y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, where are my pants? I'm Ken Garrison. I'm Brian Gill. And I'm Richard Barton. And this is Mad About Movies. You sound insane. You realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy. It's showtime. Mad About Movies is your go-to podcast for all things cinema. Every week we talk movie news, rumors and rumblings, and we break down our chosen movie of the week. But don't worry because we will warn you when we go into spoilers. And please stay tuned till the end of the episode for weekly recommends, in which we suggest something that you need to check out ASAP. And remember, you can find all our episodes at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. This week's chosen movie of the week is what, Brian? This week we're going to be talking about the Lego movie. Where am I? Come with me if you want to not die. What is happening? You're the special. And the prophecy states that you're the most important person in the universe. That's you, right? Uh, yes. That's me. Relax, everybody. I'm here. Batman? Awesome! Who are you here to see? I'm here to see your butt. Oh my gosh! First try. Guys, um, I know we just finished our top tens for 2013 a couple weeks ago. But I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say I've got my first entry into my top ten of 2014. That's <laughs> <laughs> a guarantee. Yeah, Vampire Academy sh- is pretty yeah, high on my say, list, too. Yeah. Is it the sequel to show? <laughs> <laughs> we talked about animation before on this show, you know, with, Mo- I think, Monsters University, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Is that the only one we've done? Is that done? the only Is- animated movie we've done? Uh, I think so, because y'all never saw Frozen, so I think that was... Uh, yeah, we should have done a Frozen. Frozen. We no. should apologize. That was a bigger hit than we anticipated. Oh, it was a bigger hit than Disney anticipated. Yeah, so... I was at Disney World two weeks after that movie came out, and it's like, you know, the biggest... It really... It was all... Was it the biggest hit of the year? It was top five, for sure. I mean, just a yeah. huge monster hit. I, I don't mean, think it made Disney more than World. Despicable Me 2. Despicable Me 2 made over a billion. I don't think... Okay. I think Frozen's like still under the, a billion. Regardless, huge movie. And I was in Disney World, like the heart of where this stuff is. And there was not a single thing in the park related to Frozen. So wow. they did not, I don't think they had any idea what kind of hit they had on their hands. No, I did not see Frozen. I just couldn't justify like going to see it. I, yeah. I, it's weird. <laughs> I love animation, but just like the princess factor and everything, I just right. couldn't justify it. But I mean, if we get an off week here in the next month or two, maybe yeah, we can throw, throw a Frozen podcast up there for you sure. guys. But, man, this Lego movie blew up this last weekend. Everyone we know is talking about it. And, uh, man, it's going to be good to talk about with you guys today. That's for sure. Can't wait. Movie news. Yes! Rumors and rumbling. That's awesome. Let the filibustering begin. Before we dive into Lego movie, guys, it's time for movie news, rumors, and rumblings. And since we are the official podcast of Star Wars... Right. We, uh, of course, are going to bring you all the latest uh, Star Wars news. And Brian, I know this one's going to excite you in particular. I'm excited. I think you know already. I think you know what I'm referring to. And if you don't, I'm about to melt your brain right out of your ears. Hit it. Uh, Somebody just confirmed that they have auditioned for Star Wars Episode Seven. 
Please be Chloe Grace Moretz. Please be. I'm just kidding. I don't. <laughs> and that person is Brian, the one, the only Kanye West. <laughs> Close, Gary Oldman. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I did know that. Yes, this is, excites me greatly. Yes. So yeah, man. I guess Brian is just rocking sh- back and forth. Sh- and sh- I am. Share some of your excitement. <laughs> I look like I'm autistic right now. I'm just like, oh. What yes. is your ideal Gary Oldman Star Wars role? Uh, that he's in the movie. Just whatever <laughs> he wants to do is fine with me. Chewbacca. Bad guy, good guy, Chewbacca. Yeah, that. W- I mean, look, guys, I don't know if I can handle myself if <laughs> Gary Oldman was playing Chewbacca. No. You uh, <laughs> um, I don't care what he plays, honestly. Uh, he, he always makes a great villain, so I think he'd make a wonderful sith lord or some sort uh but really anything that he wants to be would be awesome just seeing gary oldman with a lightsaber in his hand is kind of too much for me to handle i i would uh i would love that that'd be so cool yeah that would be amazing and so we got we get gary oldman next week in robocop and we yeah. get we get him this year in dawn of the planet of the apes as well right. hey, so, or midnight steven producer steven went and saw robocop already Last night at midnight. It came out really early. I was not expecting it to uh, to be. It was pointless, tonight. and I was not a fan. <laughs> Just in time for Valentine's Day, Robocop. <laughs> right. Right. So I'll be on Friday. Absolutely, but so I, I guess uh, my point being, Gary Oldman is sort of in franchise mode. It seems. Yeah, he is. He is and not bad. It's not a bad thing, really. Straight cash, homie. That's right. Sure. He's distancing himself from the Dark Knight. Uh, that's for sure. And apparently they're doing a Tinker Tailor sequel. Did you hear about I want to apologize to the listener and to my fellow podcaster. Uh, my roommate Corey is playing Sunday Morning by Maroon 5 on piano <laughs> oh, downstairs. So if you can hear that, uh, I don't have like a uh... – We can't hear it, but okay. I wish I could. I mean <laughs> yeah. I love that song. <laughs> so is he I, eating a pint of ice cream as we speak? He's downstairs. <laughs> Struck out once that, again. That's picking up on the – I apologize. Is uh, that the uh, is that sad Corey music or or happy Corey music? There's you know that would take me talking to him. And I, I don't know. There's no way, Billy. So you're you think he's going to be a Sith, Brian? I that's I Corey agree with you. He's just playing the song. Oh, oh, Gary Oldman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I don't care. I mean, yeah, he's a really good villain, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I could. That makes sense to me, but if he's like, you know, like on the Jedi Council or something, that's not too shabby either. So oh, I yeah. really don't care. I mean, either either way is fine. Just be in the movie would be my big wish. I I love Gary Oldman, and he'll he'll throw out a stinker on you every once in a while. RoboCop, RoboCop. Um, I don't want know. no RoboCop to quote Tony West. <laughs> he uh, he'll he'll go that route occasionally. Paranoia was uh, certainly didn't light the world on fire last year. <laughs> Um, but he is when he is locked in when he's in a good role, especially. Um, I, there are very few actors like him uh, that are. I mean, he's the great chameleon. He he locks into whatever role he's doing and uh, becomes that that character in in such a fantastic way. So uh, look, I'd love to see him do pretty much whatever he wants to do with uh, with this franchise. Yep. So that's that's the Gary Oldman uh, Star Wars rumor. Um, a room, some rumors that we can clear up. Uh, Zac Efron did audition for Star Wars Episode Seven. It's no but longer a rumbling. But he's saying the whole time it was weird. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it really was weird. 
<laughs> uh, by the way, underrated SNL sketch when uh, when the, the whatever the kid's name is from High School Musical returns from college and talks to the the kids at high school. Oh yeah, yeah. About what a it's weird like a, weird world it is outside of. Yeah, it's like no one sings apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Strong, strong bit. By the way, it is probably Efron's best uh, best work. So Zach Efron has audition, as well as our favorite Miles Teller. Okay. From the spectacular now, like, I mean, really in a Star Wars movie? I mean, He's, he I said he had never even now. seen Star Wars before. Oh, that you're get him out of there. Yeah, yeah go don't. away. Go so away. hopefully it that died. doesn't work out. Please, I mean, like, honestly, I hate the spectacular now, especially the further <laughs> I get away from it. Like, I hate that movie. Um, but I'm fine with him. It's not like I think he's awful. I thought he was fine in that movie, but he's not. Yeah, he's he not was like, he's not a action movie per- I don't know totally I totally agree I hope it doesn't happen I'm Get just reporting the news guys do don't shoot the messenger Ben Savage <laughs> I mean you know what to me yeah. Miles Teller is just the worst Ben Savage and I stand by it <laughs> you you might not be wrong there Richard you uh you got a good point I gotta admit but Shailene Woodley's got nothing on late 90s Danielle Fischel so oh, absolutely not dude Shailene Woodley is getting uglier by the day too I didn't think that was possible <laughs> Do you she know? Is, like, what happened? Like, every time they show her, like, divergent, I was like, is there no makeup on this? Yeah, like, like, what happened? She's very like, earthy. Like, like I, Jennifer Lawrence, there's not supposed to be makeup in the Hunger Games, but she still looks hot. Not that that matters, but it matters. I mean, cool. <laughs> oh, here's some more Star Wars news. This is actually really, really exciting. Turns out Pixar might do a Star Wars movie. Oh, I heard about this. That excites me almost as really? much. Really? Yeah. Like, in what capacity? Like, like, not. I'm sure it'll be like, I don't know, some legend of Yoda or something. You know, yeah. you know what would be the, the maybe most a droid biggest... movie would be awesome called Droids. So, they, but best... it would be animated. It would be, yeah, yes, I think Pixar so. animated. Yes, the best thing that they could do, honestly, to start the whole thing would be to do a like the short that plays before whatever the next Pixar movie should be Star Wars related. Like that would be a really strong way to introduce the whole Disney Star Wars, like the the whole yeah. thing. That I think that would be a genius, genius move. I, I yeah. I think, we'll just I think animate so. the entire Patton Oswalt rant from Parks and Recreation. <laughs> it has been animated, and it's on YouTube. It's great. <laughs> but I mean Pixar animated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good call. But, you know, I think, I think they could, like cars, like I said, they've done planes. They could do droids. Yeah. You know, just have it set in wherever droids come from. I don't know if they come from a planet or what. I, I'm not that deep into the Star Wars mythos, Brian. Brian. <laughs> well, actually, they all yeah. come out. Um, no, yeah. I think that'd be great. Uh, I think that would be cool. Yeah, they could do a whole lot, of, some kind of alien deal. You know, not necessarily Ewoks, but like just take the cantina scene from Star Wars with all those various uh, aliens and and go from there. No, you could do all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, in a Pixar universe, both in short form and and long form, too. There was a a series that was gonna come out called Star Wars Detours. Did you ever hear about that? Um, it was a Seth Green animated series. Like he does Robot Chicken, you know. It was gonna be on Cartoon Network, and it was basically a com a comedic take on Star Wars. Okay. Um, there's a trailer out there on YouTube. It's worth it's worth checking out. I would watch the show. It's Pretty funny, but 
So Disney delayed it. I mean, when they when Lucas sold Disney um, Star Wars, uh, they they're like, hey, we can't put this out right now until we at least have these first movie out, you know. So they've delayed detours for a while. But I could see Pixar doing something sort of similar to that. So I think go on YouTube and check out Star Wars detours, um, and that that might give you sort of a vibe of what they Sweet. might be going for. So I will recommend that. Um, first off, but any other movie news, rumors, rumblings you guys want to discuss? I haven't asked you guys in a long time. I have got some other stuff, but I just wanted to. No, we've, we've grown completely complacent and lazy now. <laughs> no, we know. Here's, we here's something that's sure to excite you, though, and I know that's for sure. <laughs> this is Avengers Marvel is this, news. Is it Cheyenne R- Woodley related? No, <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> it's close, though. I thought it was a birth date or something you might have. Paul Bettany. <laughs> Oh no, Paul Bettany. <laughs> yeah, I saw this. Is so having weird. a on-screen getting, role in the Avengers: yeah, he's, Age of Ultron. Promoted, yeah. yeah. But weirdly, he's playing an angel for no reason. <laughs> just, <laughs> 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 he keeps getting typecast. <laughs> Shouldn't have done what Legion he, and Priest. He'll back probably to back. like just bring that voice to life. Like it's gonna have to come. Yeah, I assume. No, he's playing a character. It's uh, it's like. Gosh, I, I read something. It's I like, assume it has something to do with Jarvis, though. It's not. It's something. It's like a villain or something. It's something that was created by Ultron in the comics, like some kind of uh, being. I don't know. I have to look it up. I don't see how that's going to work. I, I how are they going to have Jarvis there. and him in the same movie? I guess he has the same to voice. Some, Maybe the American voice? voice for. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up. I don't know. Yeah, look that up, because I'm interested to know. He's playing the Vision. I know the character's name is the Vision. I thought he came from Jarvis, like some sort of evolution of Jarvis or what Jarvis becomes. But I don't know for sure. And I'm sure there are Marvel fans that are probably yelling right now listening yeah. to this. But And we are losing fans left and right. But Sorry, there's, guys. A, there's other Marvel news. Uh, the, the leading lady has been cast for Ant-Man. Uh, next, Ant-Man comes out 2015. It stars Paul Rudd and uh, Michael Douglas. Mm. Leading oh, so lady is Evangeline Lilly. Ah, yeah, sure. Okay, that works. So thoughts on yes. her? Big, big fan. Big fan? Big fan of Loster. No, I've never seen <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen her in anything. <laughs> saw her in the Hobbit movie. Uh, yeah, she's okay. good. You never she's saw good. Real Steel, Richard? Uh, you know, I didn't. I wish I didn't we'd see a, that, that would have been a great podcast movie. Yeah, wish we'd been doing the pod back then. It would have been fun to listen to you blow that I, one up. Yeah, I could have gotten some good Hugh Jackman jokes in. <laughs> um, no, but I'm a big fan of hers. Just like you know, I think she's pretty. Right. So uh, that's fun. And I like Paul Rudd. I'm no, psyched for Ant Man. She hasn't. She hasn't I'm, really done anything besides Lost. So I don't expect. Yeah. She did. Yeah, like you said, The Hobbit. But I'm excited Please. for Ant Man too. I'm side for it, man. I think uh, Edgar Wright and Paul Rudd's a really interesting uh, yep. combination, and uh, yeah, it'll see. How, it'll be interesting to see how they integrate that character with uh, Phase whatever four. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's Richard. probably my most anticipated uh, Marvel release. Wow! Fo- followed by Guardians of the Galaxy, which I'm getting more and more excited about. But uh, but that one's number one. Yeah, I I was at the um, Winter Comic Con here in Dallas last weekend, and Karen Gillan was there. 
Uh, oh, wow. And she, she plays uh, Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy, which is coming out. She was talking about it, and she was just like, man, it's just so awesome. She, you could just tell she was ecstatic about it. Cool. And uh, so I guess we've got her vote of confidence that it – she said it's really good. That was her direct quote. So, <laughs> Well, George um, Clooney said Monuments Men was really good. So. <laughs> I don't think so. I never, I never really heard Clooney acknowledge that it would, it would ever be good or was good. Um, he's he's sly like that, but man, all the all the pieces are in place for Ant Man to be awesome. All the pieces are in place for Guardians to be awesome, and Avengers: Age of Ultron. So Marvel looks to be doing the right thing. Can't say that for for the DC side, and I'll talk more about that when we talk Lego Movie here in a few minutes. But man, <laughs> uh, they got they got DC's gonna have to play catch up because every every news item that comes out about these upcoming films is really, really it's exciting. more and more exciting. Yeah. yeah. No, They're making no, all the right choices. There's not I'm, one <laughs> casting choice they've made that I'm like, Oh, nope. you know, Except, <laughs> like they cast Glenn close in guardians of the galaxy. And I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. So well, we got Eisenberg. That's DC. <laughs> and no, I don't say God, I'd forgotten Richard. Jeez. <laughs> we didn't ever mention that. Uh, last week, you know, Eisenberg got the the Luther role, but they cast Alfred as well, and it's yay. Jeremy Irons. <laughs> yay! So yay! Is he evil? Is it evil, Alfred? <laughs> I don't know. Is he? Does he have a scar on his face? Yeah. We'll have to find out. I guess. It's got to be prepared. There's a little Lion King joke for you guys. <laughs> you no, I, got I got it. I got. I got it. Don't worry. I got you. But. Yeah, not exciting at all. DC. I think that's the only Jeremy Irons movie I've ever seen. <laughs> um, Aragon. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, I saw it at my friend's house this weekend. <laughs> Says Blu-ray. <laughs> Did you guys watch the rest of the Harry Potter movies, or just... no? We just watched the one. Then we, then we watched a double feature of. Just uh, tell the podcast listeners what you're referring to. This is funny. Uh, well, you guys are gonna have to help me remember some of the titles. But I went over to a friend's house for brunch. Uh, this weekend, and I, I, I took, I look at everyone's Blu-ray collection or CD collection or books, whatever they have out, and it was without a doubt the worst Blu-ray collection I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pull it up here. It had Aragon, Gamer. What was the movie they had two copies of? Yeah, I'm trying to remember that right now. I can't. can't <laughs> I know it. It's Eagle Eye. <laughs> <laughs> two two Blu-ray copies of Eagle Eye, just in case. <laughs> And here's the like list. A, I've got it right awesome here. I've got the like, list. Let me. He, he's a really <laughs> awesome friend and a really smart, cool guy. But whoa, <laughs> that was it's shocking. Two copies of Eagle Eye, Killers starring Captain Heigl, <laughs> <laughs> Live Free or Die Hard. Of all the Die Hard movies, to yeah, own, that's the he's one. Got that one, yeah. That's the one. Um, let me see. Aragon, like we said, Eight Resident Evil Extinction. And Apocalypse. Yep. <laughs> Not the original. <laughs> that's where, well, that's where the series takes off. Like yeah, I said. Right. It's yeah. true. It, it is true. Prince of Persia starring Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> This is not I feel real. awful doing this on the show. <laughs> such a great guy and has great taste in most things. But uh... you, you know what? There's no excuse for this. You deserve, you deserve to be called out. The House Bunny. <laughs> oh. Well, that's, uh, like you said, that's only viewable in Teddy. It's only viewable in high def. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's not the same. <laughs> Gamer starring Gerard Butler. Classic. Oh. Hancock of all the Will Smith movies to own. He owns it, Hancock. 
And uh, that's pretty much it. We've got Talladega Nights and The Day the Earth Stood Still. Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, that rounds out the, uh, the essentials right there. My favorite is just the ownership of the final Harry Potter movie. <laughs> None of the previous seven. Just I just want to know how it ends. That's all. That's all I'm really interested in. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, man. Sorry to people are crazy. Person I don't know that I'm just openly mocking. But. <laughs> that's all right. Once I went over to Brian's house, I found a Creed CD. So <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's fair. You got to put that out there. It's, it's fair. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I'm sure there's something here that's brutal at my house. Well, so. I know I've hidden at least two copies of Nickelback CDs. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm moving in a month. I can't wait to find them. Oh, nice. Probably. Well, uh, here's a little bit of uh, financial movie news. The Wolf of Wall Street has become the highest grossing film ever for Martin Scorsese. Nice. It's pretty – is that, is that shocking or is that expected? I don't know how to really feel about that. <sighs> you know what? Uh, I'm surprised Hugo's not number one. Yeah. That's Maybe. Good... I, it's not. Number two is Shutter Island, believe it or not. <laughs> Which I liked. I didn't like it, but that's okay. It's it's a good movie. I just didn't care for it. Uh, but I guess you know you look at Raging Bull and stuff like that. The, the ticket prices were just so much cheaper back then. Yeah. Um, taxi driver stuff like that. So I would say that Departed's probably up there. Gangs in yeah, New York. Yeah, The Departed. I'm I'm surprised. Uh, Gangs in New York. Yeah. Um, Wolf of Wall Street just crossed 300 million. Crazy worldwide, and Shutter Island was 294. So well, part of it was part of it was 289. So they're wow. all coming. What was Hugo? It was only like 150. Yeah, oh, I don't wow. think Hugo was a big hit. It was That's good. Cool. It was great, but it just yeah. wasn't. That's a big not because it was a kids hit. movie; more people saw it. But uh, 185 was the total, including. Okay. I mean, it, pro- it, had it was only like 73 here. Yeah. Wow, Hugo's great. We it I, is. I, I watched like, a little bit of that um, a couple weeks ago. And man, just like you watch like one scene and they and they stand out on their own, you know, yeah, as opposed to just the whole movie. Hugo is just so, so so good. But yeah, I Scorsese's never really been in the blockbuster business, so this isn't right. isn't too surprising. And I guess the Jonah Hill DiCaprio factor here sort and of the fact this is more it's more of a kind of a fun movie than not that it's a, a romp, but you know this is more of a a fun movie than Departed or something like that. It's going to pull sure. people that that movie may not pull. Right, that's true. Yeah, you're you're right. And I'm going to mention um, Jonah Hill. <laughs> Speaking of Jonah Hill and DiCaprio, jo- Jonah Hill and Leonardo DiCaprio are um, teaming up again, guys. Nice for another movie. And it's super uh, bad too. <laughs> How great would that be? Oh my gosh. gosh. I, I am dying to see Leo play that kind of a role. Like something yeah. total slapstick throwaway comedy. I think that would be a great move on his part. Just just to show up. Because he's got great comedic timing. I mean, yeah, I mean Catch Me If You Can pains. and Wolf of Wall Street are hilarious. Growing pains. Growing yeah. Pains. Growing pains. Yeah. It'd be great to see him. So do the movie like that. movie it is. Um it's a movie about the nineteen ninety six um Olympic bombing. Oh, the Richard Jewell movie. Yeah. So Jonah Hill is playing um, Richard Jewell. Yeah. And DiCaprio is playing his lawyer. And uh, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Richard Jewell is a security guard who found the backpack and cleared people 
away. He was basically a hero. And we the, just bomb, the bomb went off, and he ends up yeah. getting blamed for the bombing. Yeah. So there's that's a, the movie. Uh, there's a 30 for 30 short that just yeah. came out this week about that whole thing, too, if you're, sure. if you're interested in that. One of the most listen. kind of sad, oh, disgraceful yeah. things ever. Yeah, just um, horrible yeah. mob mentality and just... Yeah. I remember very, Norm used to do sad. this joke where, like, on uh, for a couple years at SNL, when Norm was doing Weekend Update, and, like, they'd be like, uh, you know, there was a murder, serial killer in Wyoming, they can't figure out, but uh, I can tell you who it probably was, uh, <laughs> Richard Jewell. He <laughs> <laughs> would blame Richard Jewell for random crimes. <laughs> but, man, that's exciting, though. Yeah. It's like, man, what if this is the new team of actors? Jonah yeah. Hill and DiCaprio. Who would have thought yeah. that they would like be an awesome team of actors together? Man, they're apparently they're gotten so pretty great. close as friends yeah, too. That's what I mean. Like, who would have thought? It's so random and awesome. I love it. But man, that's really exciting. I'm I'm interested to see uh, Jonah Hill's work, especially um, coming up. I think he he's got two Oscar nominations already. How crazy yeah. is that? I think he's 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 up there. He's He's proven himself, for sure, uh, over the past. Hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh. It's sourced from local farms. And there's no wasted ingredients. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time now, and they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com slash mad. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron. Blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Well, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. Past few years. Anything else you guys want to mention for movie news before we move on? Nope. That's it. All right, here we go. Let's talk about the Lego movie. My fellow master builders, Hello. Lord Business plans to end the world as we know it. There is yet one hope. The special has arisen. I know what you're thinking. He is the least qualified person to lead us. Yeah. And you are right. Guys, I'm going to make a bet right now. 
This is a better Justice League movie than Justice League is going to be. <laughs> it just no is. way around it. This is this is the Justice League movie that we've been waiting for. Yeah, what if they just announced this was it? We'd be totally on board. Yeah, I agree. Guys, this movie, and like I've, I reiterated earlier, I'm a huge fan of animation. Um, this is clearly one of the most inventive and entertaining uh, animation films ever. Uh, it just, when I, when I go back and look, there are a few films I can compare it to, uh, most notably, uh, and recently probably Wreck-It Ralph, you could uh-huh. compare it to mm-hmm. Toy yeah. Story and, yeah. um, one more people don't often associate, uh, who, who framed Roger Rabbit, okay. um, due sure. to the intellectual property, uh, aspect mm-hmm. and man, <laughs> I, I freaking love this movie so much. I was, <laughs> I didn't know where to look on screen. You know, it was so fun to look at, so funny, so creative. Um, I don't know what good, more good words I have. I can't even put into words how I feel about it, really, at this point. Uh, I saw <laughs> it tonight. Like, I've just, I've had a really, really rough week. <laughs> and this movie negated everything. It really did. <laughs> it made me feel like a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it was as much for adults, if not more for adults than it was for kids. And we'll talk more about that when we talk about the ending. Um, it's just, it's a masterwork really. And it's beautifully animated in every single way. There are so many Easter eggs here and so many yeah. little things in the background that it's going to take me five or 10, even maybe viewings to catch everything that that's buried in this movie but i mean i just i'm so high on this movie right now and like i said this is probably a guarantee for my top 10 i don't see how any <laughs> animated movie especially is going to knock it out this year so uh what did your initial impressions uh brian of the lego movie man uh so much fun you know when when this preview came out i think we saw this preview uh, during uh monsters university oh. um because I texted a buddy of mine who has a kid who's like four or five years old and was just like, hey, uh, I want to go see the Lego movie with you guys when you go. Because, um, you know, want an excuse to go. But I don't think anybody we, – we talked about Frozen recently and how uh, nobody really knew uh, how, what a big deal it was going to be. I think this qualifies in the same boat because I don't think they would have – Right. We I don't do. think they would have dumped it in February – if they knew that, uh, that this was going to be as big of a deal as it is, but what a smart animated movie this is. This is like, this is totally on the same level as the best of like Pixar stuff. Um, which is on, I mean, that's the highest compliment you can pay an animated film. I feel like, and at times, um, was even smarter. I loved the, the way that they used the Lego, the, like the actually existing Lego universe, uh, throughout the film, you know, like where you can see the little blocks and stuff throughout the whole thing. It's the entire movie is Legos. Yes, it is. It is. And there's not one thing that's not Legos. Yeah. They use that so well. Um, the whole thing is hilarious. It moves at the perfect pace, uh, to keep kids and adults, you know, interested. Um, it's just, man, beyond anything else, this is just a really, really smart movie and a smart way to go about, uh, all this and to, to make, 
just a great example of how to make a great movie. These guys, uh, Phil Lord and what's the other guy's name? Uh, Chris, Chris uh, Miller. Chris Miller. Um, have them do all of the movies because they look. <laughs> they've they've done this in Twenty One Jump Street, which are two completely, obviously completely different uh, movies. Obviously both comedies, but they they get it. They understand how to make a movie flow. They understand the the right amount of absurdity that you need in a, in a movie like the Lego movie or 21 jump street or whatever. Um, they, man, they're just, they're excellent. And they, I, I love, I love an animated movie that, um, respects the kids that are going to go see it by presenting a, a solid an actually good movie. You know what I mean? Cause so many kids movies are just, as dumbed down as you could possibly get. Um, but at the same time, throws in some really genius stuff for, uh, for the parents. So I, I loved this, loved it. Yeah. Richard. Yeah. I mean, uh, for a movie that has really nothing original in it, right. It's all, mm-hmm. uh, you know, WB and DC properties and, and the Legos, which are, uh, last I checked, not an original concept. Uh, it's a completely original movie. It's a completely mm-hmm. original expression. Uh, it's it's wonderful. It's the tone is perfect. The tone of this movie is so on point and fun, and uh, the pacing's excellent. These guys are really, you know, they're the the writing and everything's great. But these guys are excellent directors yeah. uh, in terms of pacing and all that. Are they doing Twenty Two Jump Street? As far as I know, I think so. Uh, yeah, and so I mean, these Twenty One Jump Street's another thing that that you know on paper is dumb, and and they made it not. Yeah. They made it really original. You know. They took this extremely derivative idea of, you know, uh, narcs in a high school or, or, you know, Batman in Lego form and made it completely their own. And, and that's really fun, I think. It's like, you know, when someone covers a song and then just totally uh, makes it their own and crushes it. That's kind of how these guys are. It's a completely uh, original thing. The script's fantastic. The voice performances are awesome. Yeah. Uh, can't, you couldn't have been more spot on. There's, there's so much going on in the background. It's it's uh, I can't wait to watch this again and just completely focus on that and just see all the fun stuff I can find. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Continue. Uh, just uh, so much. I knew it was going to be good. I remember like thinking this is going to make a lot of money. It's going to be fun. Uh, it was better than I even thought. Yep. Yeah, it, it really is. And the casting choices were so great. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like they picked everybody in Hollywood with an irrecognizable voice <laughs> for the cast. It's like it took me two seconds to recognize yeah. half the cast, and that's awesome. Uh, Chris Pratt was a perfect choice for yes. it. Absolutely nails it. Mm. Absolutely that guy nails is great. it. Yeah. yeah. The opening scene with with Emmett, the the you know my apartment scene, clearly inspired by Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Sure. Uh, still the best Tim Burton movie ever. Um, <laughs> But big fish. It, it absolutely nails. Uh, yeah, big fish is good. But it absolutely nails the. Sorry, did I say big fish? I meant uh, dark shadows. Sorry, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but like I said, like from the very beginning, I I was grinning ear to ear. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like Liam Neeson shows up, and he's just incredible. Um, Will Ferrell, even better casting choice. And uh, Jonah Hill, probably the best Green Lantern we've ever had. Definitely the uh, best. Probably, Green probably. Uh, how dare you? 
<laughs> Will Arnett, a perfect choice for Batman. Yes. And um, yes. I feel I- like that that hap- like that casting choice happened while he was doing a Thirty Rock run. It's like, oh, that voice. Yes, we want you to play Batman, please. Like, yeah. Perfect. Like I'm surprised it never happened before. It's so obvious. <laughs> yeah. Um, wh- who else? Who else am I missing? I mean, uh, there's so many. I just can't remember off the top of my head. It's a great them. look. It's a great cast. Morgan Freeman's great. Nick yeah. Offerman. Yeah. Like is doing like you. He's the one voice that I was like, I'm not sure exactly who that is, but it was he did a really great job. Allison Brie is funny. They did a great job of casting. Uh, oh yeah, totally. She's hot. Um, only, she's hot even in voice. <laughs> um, she, look, they did a great job casting. And Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth yes. Banks was excellent, but they also one of the things that I lo- that usually turns me off on an animated movie like this is like DreamWorks is really bad about this throughout the years. Of they cast big name actors and then they make this animated movie about those big name actors rather than the characters that they're playing. Does that make sense? Like Pixar could cast, I mean, pick whoever you want, like, you know, the, the biggest stars in the, in the world and they will find a way to make those characters the big thing, not the voice. And I feel like DreamWorks especially always will make a, you know, Oh look, it's the, Puss in Boots movie, but really it's Antonio Banderas. Everybody wants to see that, right? You know, that there's no um, flow to the movie because it's all focused on the the voice talent. Um, and this is like the exact opposite. It's like, yeah, we got all the right people to play these parts. And yeah, you're going to recognize them all, but you're not going to think, oh, Will Arnett's talking. You're thinking it's Batman, you know, or Chris Pratt or whoever. Um, all these guys did a great job, and they, they did a great job of assembling the right people for, for each of the, the roles, I think. There was an aspect to Wreck-It Ralph that sort of, to me at least, and I, I recommended Wreck-It Ralph on this show before, so I did enjoy it. But there was, a, there was an aspect of it that sort of reeked of desperation slash what, what can we take from Toy Story and do over, you know? It felt a little recycled okay. to me. This didn't at all. It felt so, so like a completely brand new thing, even though it's not. Does that make sense? Sure, sure. And it moves too fast to let you think about. Like there were aspects of Wreck-It up. Ralph, and like, oh, the arcade's closed. No, all the video games are alive. Like mm-hmm. that's a straight straight from Toy Story. I really, really, really um, liked what they did did here. It's there's the story is not. I mean, there is a story just because there has to be a story. You know, right. it's um, – this is everything I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be completely random, one-liners every five seconds, as many characters as you can possibly cram into it, mm-hmm. and as many random characters as you can – like that – they didn't just choose the biggest names. They chose the r- randomest ones they could find. Like uh, like they have Milhouse from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. They have Michelangelo and Michelangelo. Right. <laughs> and the 2002 NBA All Stars, <laughs> and just the most great. random <laughs> cast of character. Like they had to have been sitting in a room smoking dope, like just naming <laughs> names. Like, I, I, how else did they come up with these um, these names? Other than just probably were given a list of things they had the rights to and used them. But it's interesting to to see like how they acquired the rights to a lot of these characters. I mean, IP. Uh, intellectual property 
is val- very valuable in Hollywood, you know, and the fact that they have Batman, Superman, and yeah, all those in here, I it's a huge selling point. Kind of shoehorned into a contract to make the toys that they had uh, the rights for Lego branded properties. Yeah, I'm sure and that's what I was thinking too. I was like, they don't was, have, they probably don't have the rights to the characters themselves. They have no. rights to the Lego versions of those right. characters, exactly. Right. Yeah, and. You know, as long as it's a Lego branded property, whether it's a, a video game or anything like that, uh, and I think it was probably a, a little bit of a contractual oversight that they didn't think they would make a Lego movie. Right. And uh, next thing you know, <laughs> here it is. Yep. It was hilarious the way they just used, like, I don't know, nostalgic memories of Legos in a funny way, like when the when uh, Liam Neeson's character is trying to look for. Um, Emmett, Chris Pratt's character, and one of the little minions runs up to him with a wanted poster, and is like, yeah. "We've got this wanted poster of him, but <laughs> everybody looks like this. You know, everybody right. has this. He looks like everyone in our database. Uh, that's hilarious. Like, I love that. And the stuff with the hands, st- stuff with the hands, the holding hands. This is mm. hilarious. The um, president business when he like straps down the guy, and he's like, "Bring me the police of Nail." <laughs> and it's nail polish and he just like puts it on a q-tip and like wipes the guy's face away as <laughs> punishment so genius like that's that's toy story level creativity right there yeah and yeah uh, totally. and it's just so good and it didn't feel forced it was so great i love the um to the batmobile and then it gets blown up and then to the invisible jet and then it gets blown yeah. up i love that uh there's just so many it, it's incredibly quotable like yeah my wife and I, when we were coming home, were, were saying uh, that it is going to suck to be an elementary school teacher for the next, like, four weeks because everything every – awesome. Yeah, you're going to get everything is awesome and oh my G-O-S-H and all these, like, catchphrases that are just – that are just filled. The movie is filled with them uh, are just going to get be spouted over and over and over again um, for the next, like, month or two. So – Sorry, if you're an elementary school teacher, you're probably going to hate this movie. Uh, we apologize, but uh, no, great, uh, look, great stuff all around. I so smart, so smart the way they used all the the stuff that they had at their disposal. Like you got at their disposal, gosh, at their disposal. Uh, like you guys said with the licensing agreements and whatnot. I, I loved the introduction. Kate, you mentioned it already of all the various. The scene uh, where yeah, Dumbledore and Gandalf, yeah, you know, all that like sort of, I, I thought it was council key. scene, yeah, yeah, so funny, so good. And um, speaking of characters, <laughs> when the Millennium Falcon showed up, <laughs> I lost it. I literally, like, out loud, said, "You've got to be kidding me!" <laughs> <laughs> Millennium Falcon shows up. Han Solo gets out, and it's Harrison Ford as Han Solo saying the lines. And then Batman jumps onto the freaking Millennium Falcon, and then Lando Calrissian pops out, and C-3PO, and, and it's like and those Chewbacca. actors. Don't you dare forget and, Chewbacca. Yeah, and Peter Mayhew, of course, Chewbacca. But there's um, those actors playing those roles. I was like, we haven't seen these actors play these roles since the original Star Wars. And I didn't even know that they had the rights to do this. Like, they, they had to have reached some kind of agreement with disney for that like i don't know there's a lot of star wars there's uh, a lot of star wars lego video i realized that richard but you gotta believe disney was like hey don't you can't we don't touch star wars and like don't put star wars you know it's like this is a warner brothers movie like that's brand confusion you know 
like they probably had the rights to like a lot of the Justice League characters and stuff, but you got to think there was had to have been some secondary negotiations for that's some what, of these. You know, that's what I'm saying. It may have been a very con- kind of a contractual oversight where, yeah. when that deal was signed eight years ago to do the Star Wars video games, you know, it said therein that you know these these rights will be obtained for any Lego branded you know multimedia, and you know, no, I agree. That's probably what happened. But I just surprised Disney didn't do something to block it or something. You know. Given all the Star Wars stuff that's that's happening may, right now, they may have it. tried, but maybe, yeah, probably the contract says otherwise. Yeah, exactly. Right. But it was so funny when Batman goes on there and they drop him back off. <laughs> He's like, they were boring. They were just playing space checkers the whole time. But I got this hyperdrive, and then they cut to uh, Chewie throwing a hyperdrive, and the little worm comes out and eats the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> there were so many little like. It felt like an episode of Family Guy almost, you know, where they'll describe something that happens and they'll actually show it, you know, where I, which I enjoy. Like I, like I said before, I just so enjoyed the randomness of this movie Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't want it any other way. And how random and quotable it is just makes me want to see it again, you know, sooner rather than, oh, let's focus on a great heartwarming story, which by the way, had it had the heartwarming story. Um, let's go into spoilers right now. Cause this is pretty much the only spoiler we can give. When Emmett falls off the table, I was sort of, I sort of rolled my eyes. I don't know if you did too. And he realized he was in a real like world setting. I was like, Oh no, what, what's going to happen here? I was worried. You know, I was like this, it could, well, you could see it coming for, for a while. Yeah. I mean, it, I think pretty clear early on, like that's where we were headed, but yeah. they just did it in such a uh, such a great way that you know. So he falls off the table, right? And we realize that this world they're in is in fact a world that's somebody has built of Legos. And I don't, Brian, you might want to to describe the Will Ferrell, the real Will Ferrell aspect of this. It was just yeah. so good. It really was, and you know, I I didn't say at the beginning. I took my kid to this. Um, you know, my son is almost ten months old, and um, my he's been he's been sick this week, and my uh, our our babysitter's been out of town. So like, we've been I've been basically in the house with him for the majority of the last like four days, and I was like, I've got I've got to get out of the house. He's got to get out of the house. Um, so we went to see this, which I am. I am usually a hundred percent against that. Like it drives me crazy if I'm in a movie and there's a kid in there. Like it's just it's the worst. But this a this is a kid's movie, so you you just kind of have to deal with it in that situation. But b we went to see this movie at like two o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. You know there was three other people in the whole theater. So um, but at the end of the movie, he's you know he's exhausted and and tie- and zonked out, and he's uh, you know just. Uh, not to get overly sentimental, but he's, you know, laying on my chest and we get this moment where Will Ferrell's like overbearing dad who loves putting together Legos, but it's got to be his way. And it's the, you know, adult way of playing with toys, which is ridiculous. And the kid wants, his kid wants to play, but he, he won't let him. And they have this like really genuine sentimental moment where Will Ferrell and, and his son uh, start building, you know, they have this like bonding moment and start building Legos together. And it, it, uh, I'm not going to lie, it got a little dusty in there for me. You know, I'm yep. sitting here in the theater, the first time that my kid's ever been in a movie, and, and of course he'll never remember this, but 
But I do, and it's a big deal, obviously, because I, I love movies. And I'm sitting here with my kid in his first movie, and it's this, you know, real touching moment about father and son bonding. And, and it, right. uh, it, was a, it was a really well-done way to do Perfectly that. Perfectly like, done. Did, yeah, they didn't hit it over the head. Uh, they didn't hit you over the head with it. They didn't um, get cheesy or, you know, ridiculous with it or anything. It just – this felt like the natural progression of where the story was going, and it and it worked really well. And it very – Will Ferrell is uh, underrated when it comes to his uh, more serious – acting chops um because he i mean it look it's it's a it's a short span and it's not like the greatest acting performance you've ever seen or anything but he does a really good job of bringing you in in that moment and making that a, a real thing um and that so it really worked for me i don't know how the the average 19 year old guy is gonna go for that but it it really uh it worked for me uh in, in the moment for sure yeah it did for me too and uh, something I meant to mention earlier. This movie reminded me <laughs> randomly of Idiocracy. Did it remind you of, th- of that at all? Storyline-wise? A little bit. It's been a really long time Go back and think about I've it. Idiocracy. Yeah, go watch Idiocracy and think about in the fish-out-of-water thing. And uh, he goes to a foreign land and he meets this girl. And there's a guy. There's a corporation that's taken over everything, which is Brondo in Idiocracy. Yeah. Um there are similarities there. I just I didn't know if you guys saw that, but maybe you maybe you do now. But I wanted to mention earlier in my theater there were two guys couldn't have been younger than 75. Uh-huh. Yeah. Two guys came in had to have been like a guys night out. Two 75-year-old guys, "Hey, let's go see the Lego movie." <laughs> and yeah. they were loving every minute of it. And it was just really really cool to see that. And um, like I said earlier, it, it this movie just has something for everything, everyone. Yeah. Um, it's like I'm sure Cooper probably enjoyed himself. I mean, you probably didn't know he did, but he was probably loving it. And, he did. Uh, he he well, had sorry, a great who's, time. Who's Cooper? Dom. Oh, Dom. Yeah, Dom. Dom. Yeah. And, <laughs> Thank but, you. it up. So, I mean, literally a, a 10-month-old and a 75-year-old in the same theater all yep. loving it. So, yep. I mean, there you go. What more could you ask for? So, uh, Brian Gill, what is your grade for a Lego movie? Unless you uh, want to say anything else. No, that's. I think you. We've we've touched on everything. It's it's. Look, no matter you're you're really right, Ken. No matter what your age or your station in life, this is a movie that you can definitely enjoy. Get out and see it. Um, I'm going to give it a straight A, and it's uh, man, it's strong, strong movie. I'll give it an A to an A plus. I'm going to go A plus actually. Yeah. It's too early in the year for me to go A plus, but when I come back around uh, at the end of the year, I, I, I may. After How could this have been any better, Brian? Uh, you know, that's why you got to go A plus. Sure, I mean, one of these. <laughs> days, we'll, we'll see after okay. a viewing or two. We'll see. I, I am excited just to see all of the stuff that I've missed because I know there was. I've already uh, marked like four or five different articles on here's you know ten things you missed in the Lego Movie or whatever just to, to go back and read those things. So by the way, uh, this was not stop a- stop motion. Like yeah. most people think, this is computer animated. Uh, I, I believe they probably, and I don't know, I haven't researched this at all, and I, I might be wrong, but I, they probably what scanned in every single Lego piece that exists, yeah, and just had a database of every piece, you know, and could could pull them up, you know, whenever. They, but people probably think they're like, man, that must have taken forever to animate. 
But you know what? Probably the complete opposite. This probably was a lot easier to animate than people think because yeah. of the lack of motion in the characters. You know, like South Park. That's the reason they can yeah. do a South Park every week is because there's so much, so little animation with those characters. This is and the those, same thing. The directors did this and uh, 22 Jump Street at the same time, too. So, yeah. wow. That tells you a lot. So I'm sure it we'll, we'll get a sequel here in the next year to oh, a year and yeah. a half. For sure, hopefully. So I just wanted to point that out. And also, uh, 3.8 million individual Lego bricks used in the Lego movie. Wow. To point wow. that out, too, as well. Uh, Richard, what's your grade? I'm going to go with a C-. <laughs> just hated it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go A. a yeah, I'll just go with a straight A. Sweet. Cool. Well, um, like I said, hopefully we get a sequel here pretty soon. And, man, I'm going to go out and see this. Uh, again, that's for sure. I saw it in 2D the first time. I'm going to try to hit 3D next time just to give me a little different perspective on it. So, um, man, a lot of fun. And go check out the Lego movie. That's for sure. Yes. But, guys, let's move on and let's hit up Weekly Recommends. Weekly Recommends. I'm going to um, suggest an um, interview, actually. And I, I know I've, I've thrown out a couple of Howard Stern interviews the past couple of weeks, but I'm not throwing one of those out uh, this week. Um, Maybe the second best interviewer of all time, besides Howard Stern. Uh, Richard, you might agree with this. Charlie Rose. Jeff Garland. Magic Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, you're right. Who did you say, Brian? Jeff Garland. Jeff Garland. (laughs) (laughs) That was a clip from Jeff Garland's podcast. Um, But Charlie Charlie Rose is the man. Absolutely yeah. the man. And he interviewed Bill Murray for an hour. Oh, my God. Uh, recently. Whoa. Yeah. So I'm going to recommend that. I'll link it yes. on our website, madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Click Week Recommends. Check it out. Unbelievable. What more can I say? American Treasure Bill Murray and Charlie Rose. So that's my recommend. Uh, Brian? Yeah, I'm going to recommend, since we're talking about an animated movie, I'm going to talk about I'm going to recommend another one. Um, this week, uh, today, or yesterday, I guess, for us, the uh, the Jungle Book was released on Blu-ray for the first time. One of my all-time favorite uh, Disney movies. I mean, like, top three or four, probably, for me. I love, love the Jungle Book. Um, and now we will finally be able to own it, uh, since it's in Blu-ray form, as God intended it to be. So, uh, check out uh, check out the Jungle Book. That's exciting. It love, is. Love me some Jungle Great Book. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah. The Bare Necessities, absolutely classic. One of the best songs ever from the Disney yeah. collection. Definitely. Definitely. Richard. Yeah, I've had some time in the airport, so I've got to do a lot of reading. This is a book that came out last week. Uh, B.J. Novak from The Office. Uh, nice. Who's, who's written and, and uh, acted and directed. He's in Glorious Passage as well. He's an upcoming villain in uh, Mason Spider-Man 2. Has a new book of short stories out. Um, it's not really a humor book, I wouldn't say. It's really kind of a, a standard short story literature collection, but it's excellent. It's very, very good. Um, and uh, kept me occupied when I was going crazy with flight delays. And uh, he, he's he's a very, very uh, confident and capable and literate writer. So uh, B.J. Novak, it's called Stories and Other Stories. Uh, check it out at a bookstore near you. Nice. I really, I really like B.J. Novak. You know what? The... The joke, I heard this, the joke that got B.J. Novak on The Office. You want to hear it? Yeah. He goes, yeah, I really didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't see a point in going to college. 
Maybe it was because I was majoring in psychology and minoring in reverse psychology. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I'll check that out, Richard. Love me some Office. Love me some, some BJ Novak. So uh, anything else you guys want to mention before we get out of here? Everything is awesome. <laughs> Everything is awesome. And on that Everything note, is awesome. everything is cool when you're one of the guys. I think that's the next line. I don't know. We're about to find out. Until next time, we will see you at the cinema. Goodbye. Goodbye. I saw you. Goodbye. Everything.